Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Longhorn Confidential said Golden sitting in for Brian Davis, who's out on assignment. I'm here with the Duck Kirk Bowes and Daniel Davis. This episode of the Longhorn Confidential is brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. 50 to 48, the Longhorns survived the Kansas Jayhawks. Kirk Bowles frittered away his time at Minute Maid Park watching some baseball game. Some baseball game. With, with nothing on the line. Altuve, why, why, was your, why, why was your two-point win uh, better than Texas's two-point win? Same thing. A win's a win, dog. Let me see. One hand, you got Kansas. The other hand, you got the New York Yankees 27 World Series championships. Yeah, they're not exactly the same. Well, let me ask you this. We listened to Tom Herman today and his mm-hmm. Monday media availability. Was he in spin mode, or were you believing what Tom Herman was putting down? <sighs> He's coach. Every coach does spin move, and uh, I, I understand being in spin mode because they want to spin the narrative they want to tell. And uh, to his credit, he at least said the fans should be upset and concerned because it was Kansas, and I think compounded by the loss to Oklahoma when they did not play well and did not look good. That's two weeks in a row where they haven't played to that standard, and I think I think uh, Tom's probably more concerned than he's letting on. I just don't think you know Texas fans or us in the media are ever going to he- hear Tom Herman coming in on Monday and say, you know, we really sucked. We, we, <laughs> we were an embarrassment. Daryl would. It's, well, you know, Daryl co- coached here how long ago? He still said it. Daryl Daryl wasn't coaching the I day. Think Darryl, Social media and you know recruits being oversensitive about everything. I mean, this is just a different and, era. I mean, Dar- and Daryl Roll wouldn't say that today. And if Daryl if Daryl said that today about you know a bunch of you know eighteen nineteen year old kids, he'd be panned on Twitter. They'd be leading all the afternoon sports shows. Of, you know, what is this overpaid coach saying about these eighteen year old unpaid kids? I mean, it's just different different eras. So I mean, Tom Herman they could have lost that game. They could have won by you know, 60 points, and the message on Monday is still going to be, be the same. You know, we, there's things we need to get better on at 1-0 and or on to TCU and all that stuff, and that it just is what it is. That's just how football is in 2019. Different era, and I'm going to tell you, Doug, Daryl Roy would not say that today. I don't know. Nick Saban does. Well, Daryl wouldn't you know. because he's dead. That's that's what please, I'm saying. Yeah, please. Uh, Nick Saban would today. No, Nick, Nick Saban, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. You're wrong. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Nick Saban wouldn't say it. Nick Saban would spin it against the media. He See, would. you guys were, were making us out to be the best thing since sliced bread, I know he would. and now we're struggling. Now, 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 what are you going to write about? I think but he'd he does also not say rip they his players. Bad. He doesn't rip them in public. He no. rips the media. He did he say they didn't play well against Oklahoma. He said he wasn't happy with anything the week before. He said that today, which I think is smart. But you know what? For him to call out his coaches publicly and say, you know, find something you believe in, find out something that works. I was kind of surprised that Tom did that. 
that those, he those actually are, those put are that guys in the public. Call out because those guys are getting those guys are getting paid. Like the one point seven million Todd Orlando's getting paid, for instance. All right, let's go to there. Find something you believe in. I think the three man front doesn't work. I just think it's great if you've got uh, you know you're playing Mike Leach and you want to drop eight in coverage. I think that works. But Oklahoma ran the ball, likes to run the ball. Uh, Puka Williams in Kansas clearly liked to run the ball. Would he have 190 yards? Yes, sir. I think I don't think a three man front works though. So do you do you say this is what we believe in? This is who we are, and stick with that. Even if it's not working? No, I I don't think you do. I think you got to change it up. But I know it is a week to week deal, and you're playing TCU this week, which is a dis a group of different personnel groupings. But before we get to that, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, defensive back Demarvian Overshawn came in with some shoulder soreness. They're taking him for tests. Brandon Jones was a limited participant in Sunday's practice. Had a stinger. Uh, Caden Stern still going to be out for TCU. Jordan Whittington likely out. Danny, they're young on that defensive side of the ball. We all talked about that before the season, but people like Tom Herman were assistant. Those young guys played last year, so we should be fine. But when these injuries hit, do you think uh, that he's second-guessing what he said before the season, or is it just something where it's a freak of nature where all these injuries hit on one position. I mean, Tom had to play on a meaningful drive in the Kansas game. A kid who was a walk-on at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of give give him camp. some love. What's his Jason name? Ramirez, there you go. Kid, Round Rock, a high school graduate, great player for the Dragons back in the day. So I don't think Tom was anticipating that. That just kind of shows you how many injuries they have, and you know the kids that are out there on the field. They've had to grow up quickly, and sometimes they've been a little disappointing. Uh, you know, there was some cornerback play that's been the corners have struggled the safeties have struggled but then you even have a bright spot like demarvion overshone was flying all over the field i really weekend. like him and also i like he's, him he's on the injury report today so i mean it's of kind course. of like just one of those things when it rains it pours with this uh, secondary I, i'm just i'm just of the opinion that uh it when we when we predict what we think is going to happen before a season we never take into account who's going to get hurt uh, the one thing that I wanted to make sure and say at the beginning of the year was this is assuming that 11 stays healthy for the full year because he's still the most important guy on this team. Duck, do you think that there's too much being placed on Sam Ellinger's shoulders given these defensive struggles? These guys put up 600 yards and still almost got beat. Oh, absolutely. Too much is uh, being put on his shoulders. You mentioned that in your column after Oklahoma. He can't do it alone. And one of these games, from here on out, he may not be able to pull it out. That last drive, how critical was that to, to Tom's future and the future of this team? I mean, you know, just one more slip-up. And I'm not saying Sam has to be perfect, but he's been pretty damn outstanding and excellent, and, and it is too much on his shoulders. And the coaching staff gets got to find a way to help him out. Man, I was I was down there on the sideline with BD and, and, and Daniel and Anwar Richardson and we we're all Bob Baloo. We we're all just kind of looking at each other because it looked like a seven on seven scrimmage. And Carter Stanley was just having his way. Puka Williams was just unstoppable. That's an NFL running back. But it just it just felt like the guys were two steps behind these other these other players. And I understand the inexperience part. 
the one thing that Tom is right about is people are not going to feel sorry for the University of Texas with its big payroll, its big recruiting budget. But when injuries happen, man, injuries happen. Well, the I, bloom I'll, is off the Todd Orlando rose either way. Yeah, I think that rose is wilted. You know, it's so far from blooming. I go back to the week of the West Virginia game when uh, we first started seeing so many of these injuries. Caden Stearns was out for maybe a month, and, and he's still out. Uh, Jalen Green, their best cornerback, was out, and he may be back this week for TCU. But Tom's exact quote, if I remember, was like, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because he had belief in these backups that they could play. And uh, so now that the backups are having to play, they're not having the same success you know, that they had. And, and they didn't have that good a game against West Virginia. So it's a little bit of wanting it both ways. You know, I know he, a coach wants to instill confidence in his players and be positive, but like you say, can you tell the truth? You know, when if you get slammed for you know telling lies or stuff that you don't really believe, it's it's a catch twenty two. I know, and and I am if I'm a Texas fan, man, I'm nervous about Saturday at Amon Carter. I mean, Amen. T- t- this would make TCU's season. Well, I mean, they they have they have not been good this year. No, they lost straight two losses. in a row. They're three and three. They're only halfway to bowl eligibility. The Speaking of Bloom being off of people, it's off of Gary Patterson right now. The little general's about to lose his yeah. stripes. And it shows you the importance of having that quarterback. And Max Dugan is, you know, he had a decent game last week, but the Alex it, Delton thing was a disaster. Yeah, he has not been consistent. And uh, with Sean Robinson left, he went to where did he go? Missouri. So you got to have really solid, consistent play at quarterback if you want to win consistently. And they haven't had that, but. You know, until recently, TCU had owned Texas, so it's a very dangerous game. Where do you where do you place this in the in the DefCon level with with five being the worst? Daniel, the the trip to TCU. I think every week is going to be just just every week. Uh, this was every week last year. I mean, people you know got really excited about the Sugar Bowl, but still forgot about that Tulsa game. Forgot about. You know, they lost to Maryland. How about Baylor throwing to the end zone in the last they play of the Kansas game? They by seven last year. Yeah, Texas so, I mean, Tech, yeah. You know, this is a Texas team that, especially with as banged up as they are, they're not going to walk over anyone. Any team can beat them. They can beat any team. And so I, I think this is just going to be life with this Texas team. Every week's going to be a little exciting. Uh, you know, fans are going to be staying for all four quarters, and you never know at the end of the, end of the game what's going to happen. I mean, I think – I'll pick Texas this week. I'm sure you guys will too, but I don't think mm. anyone's going to feel overly confident about it this week i'm on the fence right now mr davis Isn't the line almost even yeah i'm on the fence right now but i, I will too. but i will tell you guys this i think it's a good thing that they they're about to get out of town <laughs> they can sequester they've been out of town sequ- three weeks stop it they can sequester into a hotel in Cowtown. come together as a group get that get that bunker mentality going us against the world and not be sometimes a little bit of discomfort can test you, and I think they need they've been tested by Kansas. This will be another real test for them. Can they win a close game? Because I'm telling you, a, a, a seven to six win in Fort Worth will be most welcome by this fan base. And at least one thing they can rely on: Cameron Dicker is money. I he think is if, money. If you got to have that late kick, I think he's your guy. So that gives Tex a little bit of confidence. I think in a close game and. You know, he won't get nervous, but uh, I, I I don't know how you improve missed tackling during the season. 
you know, because you're already banged up. So you had to be too physical, you know, on those Tuesday practices. So, you know, that's a hard thing to, to, to learn uh, in midseason. So uh, I think that's a dilemma that's probably going to be there the rest of the year. So, Duck, you picking them or aren't you? I, I don't know. I'm like you. I'm on the fence, too. I, I, I think Texas has a better team, better talent, and I would lean toward Texas. If nothing else, I think, uh, you know, Sam Ellinger is worth, you know, seven points better than TCU. So, I would – you may be picked today. I'm going to pick Texas. Well, that'll do it for this week. The Longhorn Confidential Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's Taking Chicken to a Whole New Level of Flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. We'll see you next time.